guys. Welcome back to Just Undressed. Sorry if my voice sounds a little scratchy right now. I was away all weekend in Newport Beach celebrating a girlfriend's birthday. And now I sound like a phone sex operator. I actually thought I was getting sick for a hot second. We found out a girlfriend has COVID and thank God um, she's okay. And I don't have COVID. I've taken many tests. I think my voice was just going away from... uh, partying the weekend away and having a blast with my friends. It was definitely fun. It's also tourist season, so that means my birthday is coming up. So shout out to all the Tauruses out there. My birthday is in a week and a half now. Wow, it's flying by. And I am going to be 36, y'all. So weird to say that, but uh, six is one of my favorite numbers. And I just feel so many good things are coming my way. So I'm super excited. I've had these little butterflies going around in my tummy. And I'm just super excited to see what this year is going to bring. I I just have, again, really good feelings about it. I feel like career, I'm just progressing. I feel like amazing opportunities are just going to start to come in. And maybe even a guy. Ooh, a little update on life and the guy. So the guy from the wedding and I kind of dwindled away. We were talking still for a little bit. But I feel like when you live in another state, it's A, just really hard to keep up. I've never been a fan of long distance because it's just so hard in my opinion opinion. I, not that I need attention 24 seven, but I, I do need someone present somewhat, you know, you need someone to see someone. It's just so hard to like keep it going. And we made plans to like hop on the phone and chat from time to time or FaceTime. And it honestly just never happened. I think we've had one phone conversation. We were texting a bunch and I will say he was really good at it for a bit, like giving me the good morning or not giving me, but sending me the good morning, uh, text, the good night text and actually asking about me in my life, trying to plan trips to visit. But I just think again, it's just so hard when you don't live here. So I don't feel like anyone's to blame. And if anything, it taught me to have fun again. It was bringing out my wild side. I feel like the pandemic definitely pushed that part of me aside where I was just used to be super spontaneous. You could call me after work and I would go do anything with you. Like I would just go out and have fun. Whereas now I have to be like making plans or pushed out the door to do stuff. So I feel like if anything, I'm grateful because A, it taught me how to have a little crush again. And it was showing me my fun sides. I'm like, I'm not a needy person. I don't need attention, but at the same time I do. (laughs) So yeah, I just can't do the long distance thing unless I'm constantly, you know, being entertained because I just feel like you guys, it gets boring. Do you feel me on that? I don't know. I I know people who do long distance. I give you guys a lot of credit. It's crazy to me. A lot of people have been asking me about where my car is, what the car situation is going on. So I still have no update on the car. Again, I know I talked about this in my last episodes, but it was priority shipped. She did send me a receipt from the dealership that said priority shipped. The first car took four months and they told me eight to 12. So, you know, it's been about five. I think I'm actually on week five or six right now. So hopefully, you know, it would be a nice birthday gift to me in the next couple of weeks. But at the same time, I don't as much as I would love a car to be rushed. I don't want a car to get here and then I have a ton of problems, you know, with my luck. So I'm just going to let it do its thing. I have been getting the itch to drive again. I rented a car when I drove up to the wedding a couple of weeks, excuse me, a couple of weekends ago. Listen, I love to drive. It's really bizarre, but I I do. Even in LA traffic, as much as it sucks from time to time, I just love to sit in a car and jam out to my tunes. I also just love to put the window down or top down. I'm used to having convertibles now. 
and just j- jamming out with the wind going with my with Batman, with my Batman. Batman is so sad, y'all. He, after our walks every day when we come back home, he goes to the driveway because he's so used to getting up at like 5 a.m. with me and going on hikes. That was like our morning routine. I would take him out, run him to go to the bathroom real quick after he ate. And then we'd drive to our hiking spot and hike for like an hour and hour and a half before we started our day. And that was our daily routine. So he still pulls me all the way over to the parking spot and he's like, where's mom's car? He hated the car when I first got him, which is crazy. I think he was just so scared of it. And then as time went by, I would take uh, little mini trips with a girlfriend of mine and she would hold him. Or even if she wasn't with me, he would finally get the courage to peep his head out the window a little bit. And then I was finally able, I used to have a convertible, take the top down. And there was no going back after that. After he got comfortable, he's like a girl with the wind in his hair (laughs) blowing out. It's like a Beyonce moment. He loves it. So it makes me really sad. I'm like, come on. Although the Jeep's going to be tricky for me because I can take off part of the top, but taking off the whole entire top by myself, I'm definitely going to need help. So now maybe I do need to put out the boyfriend application again (laughs) or, or a really other strong female that can come help me. I think they make a machine, or I'm almost positive they make a machine that can actually take it off for you, but that doesn't seem as fun. Like, I like to work out. And talking about, speaking of working out, y'all, so I got an MRI done recently because my back was killing after the Uber car accident, which is already like, God, that happened like a month ago now, too. It's crazy how time is flying by. And I just got the results back. Apparently, I have a couple uh, bulge discs, which is not fun. So I have a couple doctor's appointments coming up, and hopefully they'll set me up with some treatment plans. But I swear to God, the universe, every single time, like I just lost 15 pounds and was like on a good, like a healthy pattern again with my eating, with, you know, working out. And I swear the universe is like, let's throw something Jessica's way and just make her stop right now and slow her down. It's really crazy, but... Again, maybe it's something where the universe is like, hey, let's slow this girl down. I'm just very all in. Like when I start to feel good again, I'm like, let's do it. Like after my near death car accident, the second after I I couldn't do anything for like six months. Like I was like bedridden and it was bad. So the second the doctor came me to work out again, I was like back in the gym. I'm doing my next bodybuilding competition. I used to compete in NPC uh, bodybuilding competitions. I, I mean, I haven't done a ton by any means, but I was doing bodybuilding for a while and that was my life. So the second that they were like, you're cleared to work out again. I was like, all right, I'm going to have a goal. I'm going to get to a point where I can do a a sexy photo shoot where I'm feeling good. Right. And then after that, I was like, I'm going to compete in my next bodybuilding competition. So I'm just determined. And I was determined to knock off those 30 pounds. I will say last year when I broke my ankle, I, I told y'all I went down a downwards, like I was literally in a downward spiral and it took me a second to like wake back up and be like, all right, Jessica, get your act together, start eating healthy again, stop drinking, you know, as much as you were and do it, do what you can with working out. So now it's like, even if I can, if the doctor tells me you can go on mini walks a day just to like get my body moving, which I will say I have been going on uh, little walks just because if I sit too long, it starts to hurt really bad. If I stand too long, it hurts. So I'm kind of trying to like do what feels right at the moment. And then obviously I'll go off of what the doctor tells me to do and not do. 
but yeah, this time I'm just going to do things different. Lesson learned last year when I broke my ankle, I, you know, you are in complete control of what you put into your mouth and abs really are made into in the kitchen. So I'm not really counting macros or anything right now, but I do know pretty much, you know, I can eyeball things now at this point and know what's, what's, what is the correct amount? What's good for me? What's not. Okay, enough about me and my life updates. So let's get into this episode. I did a poll on Instagram and the most voted for uh, topic was talking about making friends in your late 20s, your 30s, your mid 30s, your late 30s, just making friends as you get older. You're not in high school anymore. You're not in college. Personally, it has been one hell of a ride for me and making friends. I am a very social person. I make a ton of friends everywhere I go. I'm literally the girl in the bathroom that's complimenting you and vice versa. And then we're switching numbers and being BFFs. I swear to God, it happens to me every single time I go out. It also happens to me just at work. Like I meet a ton of friends at work. I meet, there are people actually that I can't stand working with, but somehow after when we're not working together, because I freelance. So when the show ends, we become best friends. And I'm like, I freaking love you now. But I feel like that's with everything. Like sometimes people, you, you can't live with a friend, right? But you are best friends with them, not living with them. You can have sleepovers, but when you move in together, it's a whole different thing. So I feel like that's what happens when it comes to work too. So I always say maybe you shouldn't go into business with friends because it can get tricky. You might, you know, think you guys have this great idea and you might work together really well. Maybe you work together really well elsewhere, but you had a boss over you. And then it comes down to you two actually calling all the shots. And then next thing you know, you're arguing over stuff. So I just wanted to, you know, this topic I hold near and dear to my heart because as I'm turning 36, I realized that a lot of my friends are in serious relationships now, or they have been over the past couple recent years. And I just like, who do I turn to? Like, I'm a very upbeat, positive person. And I've, I've just kind of been taught to be independent on my own, I didn't come from the, I didn't come from, I hate talking about this subject because I didn't come, my family topic, I mean, not friends. I didn't come from the most horrible upbringing by any means. And I want to put that like statement out there before I get into this as well, because I kind of relate making friends as family to me, making friends, friends are my family. When I make friends, they become my family because I wasn't close to my family growing up. I was raised in a very toxic household. Uh, nobody got along. We, my, I swear to God, we were four strangers just living in a house together. I don't know how else to describe it except for saying that it was never hearing the words. I love you. At least to me, I have a brother. I feel like he got those words maybe to him, but I, I was kind of the, it's just myself and my brother. And I was kind of the child that was just forgotten about. And listen, I'm not going to sit here and play the victim because again, I was not raised in an awful household. Like there was food on the table. I had clean clothes. We had a nice house. We went on vacations, even though they were miserable. So it's not that I was like deprived as a child or anything like that. I want, I am grateful. I am grateful for, you know, the things that I have been given in my life. I'm grateful for the roof I had over my head. I'm grateful for the clean clothes and the food on the table. But I also started to work at a very young age. My mother was a nurse growing up and she saw that I was really good with kids right away. So I started to uh, babysit. Like she put me in this babysitting course when I was 12 and I started to babysit right away. And then I started working at 14 at a restaurant and I stayed there for, 
I, I literally worked there till the day, the night before I moved to California, I still worked at that restaurant and I went home for Christmas or Hanukkah. I'm, I'm both, I'm, I'm half Jewish, half Protestant. And I, well, my mom's Protestant, but she converted to Judaism when she read my dad. And so I went home because I was unsure about California at first. When I got here, everything was going wrong for me. I paid to ship my car out here. It got totaled by a cement truck. And I was like, I need to go home. I need to figure out if I want to stay here. This just doesn't seem like it's working out the way I want it to. So when I went home, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm losing my voice. When I went home, I even worked at that restaurant. They gave me a few shifts. And this was like three months after already living in California. So I've been working since I can remember, right? And I have paid for a lot of my own stuff. When I was in college, I was working at one point, two jobs at once. I just have, I'm workaholic. I love to work. It's always been who I am. I'm very independent as well. And I think that part of me definitely comes from my dad because my dad was an entrepreneur. He owned his own business like my whole life growing up. But anyways, the point of this is that I... I don't know what it is, but when it comes to my friends, they, I hold them so close and dear to me because I didn't get along with my parents growing up. I didn't see and feel love, right? I, again, was kind of the, they, I always say I was dropped off by the birds pretty much. I didn't enjoy anything my parents really did. They were skiers growing up. I hated being cold. I hated the snow. At one point in life, they said I would literally pee myself. They would put me in daycare at a ski ski resort because I didn't want to ski. And they said I would literally pee myself. So my parents had to come back and get me. That's how much I hated being cold and being in the snow. I was crazy. But everyone always said I, I should be in California and in sunshine. And here we are, y'all. Still here. <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like when it comes to making friends, they're so important to me because I didn't have that relationship with my parents growing up. Same with, it was crazy. I was thinking about this the other day. Any person I dated or was in a serious long-term relationship with, I was attached to their parents. And again, I feel like that's like a psychological thing because I didn't have my parents that I was close with. So I latched on to other people's parents. Friends too. A lot of my friends, I was close with their parents. And by close, I mean, I was just like, I would go to their houses all the time, want to be around them all the time and tell them about my life. We know I like to talk. So it was tricky for me to not have parents to go to and tell that. And I, and I know a lot of people probably can relate to this where you probably didn't just go run and tell your parents, oh my God, I just lost my virginity. Right. But I did see a lot of friends that were really close with their parents and could open up to them. And maybe they didn't tell them all the stuff in there, like the crazy personal stuff in their life, but they still had some sort of a good relationship with them. Whereas I had zero, literally zero. I can't even remember hearing the words I love you or giving a hug in my life from my parents. And again, I don't want to sit here and play a victim and be like, woe is me, because I don't feel that way. I feel, if anything, it taught me independence, which is a great thing to have because in my life, I've always said, I have a motto that there's going to be no one to get yourself back up, but yourself when you're down in life, when you've hit a rock bottom and it's taught me that, right? So relating my family back to friendships has been very tricky for me because if I have a falling out with a friend, I get really, really hurt, right? Because I've given a part of me to somebody and it's a breakup to me. It really is. It's almost like a full on serious relationship breakup. And I don't know if anyone else feels like that. Maybe other people do. If you can relate to me, I would love to know if this is just a me thing or if other people out there feel this way as well. Because I've seen people be my friend and backstab me and literally just go. These are people I would talk to right every single day of my life. 
all of a sudden just completely disappear, backstab me and never talk to me again. Like just go on life. Like I was never there. And that stuff hurts, right? Like that can really, really take a stab to the heart for me specifically, just because again, my friends are my family to me. Okay, so now that you know how I feel about my friends and how dear they are to my heart when I make them and how I feel so sad when I lose them, that's part of growing up though, right? We, we drift apart. That's another thing, right? So we drift apart from people. It happens. You might be going down a different path than I'm going down and that's okay too. And I will always love those people. I've had a bunch of those people come into my life where we just don't see eye to eye on the same stuff in life anymore. We're going down different paths, but I feel like I'm so proud of myself now because as I got older, I realize that, that that's okay. You know, I'm not going to take that to heart as much where before I would take that to heart. I would be devastated. I used to be so devastated if I wasn't invited. This is another thing about it. I used to be so devastated if I wasn't invited everywhere. And listen to this. I probably wouldn't have even showed up to half the places you invited me to. But my friend, my good friends, and I'm still good friends with know this about me. I get I get kind of a little jealous. Like I'm like, it's, I don't know. I'm just like, invite me. I want to come. It's that FOMO, right? That we feel. I might not even know their friends that they're hanging out with. And I'm still like, Hey, cause I'm also a social, again, I'm a social butterfly. So I'm like, I'm like friends there. one. invite me. I want to come. Meanwhile, I'm sitting at home in PJs knowing damn well, I'm not getting out of bed, nor am I going, <laughs> but you know, it feels nice to be invited places. I though am so guilty of not inviting others out. So it took me a while to realize this and be like, hey, Jessica, you don't invite others everywhere and they don't know all your friends. So you're not inviting them everywhere you go. So you need to stop to like getting upset at your friends if they don't invite you everywhere. It took me a minute. Not going to lie. I'm owning up to that. It definitely took me a minute to get to that point. And I've gotten so much better, I feel like. And I, it took me a minute to realize that you don't need to be invited everywhere, Jessica, especially when you know damn well you're not even going to show up. And there have been friendship groups that used to be like my girl gangs out here that I'm no longer friends with over maybe one mishap, maybe one fight. We'd be, who knows, right? We didn't see eye to eye on something. And that's okay too. I don't wish harm to anyone. I actually wish all those friends the best in life. I try my hardest to, no matter what, if we don't see eye to eye, not to leave it on a bad note. Like I never want to leave, unless you like slept with my ex or I slept with, or not my ex, if you slept with my boyfriend, but would be now my ex, <laughs> or if I slept with your significant other, I feel like for the most part, unless you're that or you're like a pathological liar, there's some things in life that just aren't that serious and we should be able to get over or maybe not get over, but we can leave it on a better note. I don't like animosity. I don't like to, I don't like confrontation, but it will be the person that I want you to come to me if you have a problem with me. It's, it's hard. Confrontation is hard, right? Nobody wants to go up to someone and call them out on stuff. But I feel like at this point in my life, it's one of those things that comes with maturity. And if we feel like something, we should be able to, especially if we're close to someone, we should be able to tell them, hey, like I have a best friend that she literally says, Jessica, you're being out of line. Like, stop. And I'm like, okay, you're right. I, I sit, I take it back. And I'm a stubborn Taurus over here. It takes a lot for me to A, say sorry. B, be like, okay, you're right. I don't think anyone's, I'm always right, (laughs) y'all. But so now let's talk about how and where we meet these people, right? Where do we make friends in our 30s or our late 20s? How do we find them? For a while, I thought I could make friends at the gym, but we're so busy at the gym. Personally, me. Like I I would do go to gym classes with friends I already knew. 
I'm not sitting there, unless you go to the same class every single week, maybe you can find friends that way. I know some people do go to like happy hour after spin class and or yoga and whatnot, but for me, like when I was going to the actual gym, there's no way. Like I have my headphones on. I do not want to be bothered. I'm probably in a rush. I want to get in. I want to get out. And maybe, you know, it's before work. It's after work. You've had a long day. So I used to think the gym was a really good day, but I also don't want to go out to a random stranger at the gym because I feel like they might be in the same mindset as me. But I don't know. Who knows? Have you guys made a friendship group at the gym? Because if you have, let me in on it. I want to know. It also takes me a second to get completely vulnerable with people. So I do obviously love to talk a lot, but I do hold a lot in. And it takes me a second to warm up, I feel like, with friends. I, you know, obviously we all get a little scared of people judging us right away. But also, can we trust them? Can we trust them with our lives? I've had multiple girlfriends inbox me recently and tell me like, hey, my boyfriend's at work or hey, I feel so alone. Like I feel lonely. I feel like I have no friends in Los Angeles and I have related so many times, but I'm also not one to reach out to a girlfriend and be that girl that I don't, it takes me a lot to like cry, right? So some girls are, they call their besties every five seconds. They text them every five seconds. I've never really been that person. I I could go weeks and people won't hear from me or vice versa. I won't hear from them. I feel like that's just who I've always been. So I'm kind of used to how it is like when I go back home to see my high school friends and you haven't talked to them in a while, but I've never been that girl that's just going to sit on the phone with you for hours or you'll call me every single day or text me every single day or we hang out nonstop. I don't know. I've just never been, I get, I feel like I'm more of a dude's girl in a lot of ways. And for a while I had a lot of good guy friends over girlfriends and there's nothing wrong with that at all. And Los Angeles can be such a tough scene to get into. Not even like the, oh, I'm going to go out and be the influencer TikTok scene or be on the scene, you know, where all the paparazzi is 24-7 showing up where the celebrities are. I kind of lived that life when I first moved here. My former roommate had the in and was friends with like every club promoter here. And she would take me places where literally Paris Hilton was every single night. And I also am friends with this uh, person still to this day who her and I would go to every single, she's in the bar scene. So we'd go to every single hit nightclub when it opened up. So I've kind of done like that crazy scene, but I've also had groups of friends that were just toxic. Like they were just party animals 24 seven. And I realized I had to let go of those friends. They weren't the people that I wanted to surround myself with all the time. Right. So I feel like as you get older, you do realize that stuff, right? We're maturing. We're realizing who's there for us, who isn't. I feel like for me specifically, like I'm such an outgoing, bubbly person. It's hard for people to know when I'm down and to be that person to call and say, hey, are you okay? And that, that, you know, from time to time gets pretty lonely. I'll say that. But like at the same time, I can't expect people to just know when I'm not okay, right? Even though we know to always still check on your happy friends and to check on your sad friends, obviously, but we we just can't expect to know. So, so I think that once you, as you get older, you let go of those toxic people in your life, you start to, the universe starts to have those people that are supposed to be in your life forever gravitate towards you. And I will say, I might only have two or three really good friends out here in Los Angeles when I used to have a ton of different groups of friends, but I'm okay with that as I'm getting older. You might meet that best friend at work. You might meet that best friend actually at the gym and I just am sucky at it. Maybe you'll meet that best friend at Runyon Canyon when you're going on a hike or you're out at night. 
That thing when you go to the bar, that, that saying where they do say you meet your best friend in the girl's bathroom, I swear, those girls are the nicest to you anyway. So switch numbers with them and follow up. They could be the coolest chick ever. Join a group. Join something that you might that you might be interested in, but also someone else might have the same similar interests. So maybe you go to take a one of those sipping, what are they called? Those sip sipping wine? No, what? wine and art classes or whatever they're called. Maybe you go sit at one of those one night. It's hard also to go out by yourself. I told myself at the beginning of this year, if I felt alone, like none of my friends were around, they were with their boyfriends, but I really still wanted to go grab a drink and dinner, I'm going to do it. So I have been going out like, I'd say once a month, if that by myself, but I've been trying I've been trying to do this. Sometimes it's just across the street to uh, this local little restaurant that a lot of older people sit at. So I'm usually the youngest person there. But I've made friends with people that are in there and they're cool. And they might not be the same age group as me, but I'm, you know, you can make, I can make friends anywhere I go. It's really just keeping those friends, keeping those people that are good to you. You're good to them back in your life and having them constant in your life. And being a good friend to them, following up with them, like, hey, how are you doing? Random text messages. How is your day going? How are you feeling? How's work? Want to grab a drink this weekend? Sometimes we get so caught up in life that we forget about certain people in our life, right? And I always tell friends, don't forget about your friends when you get into a serious relationship because who's going to be there for you when you are bored that one day or when you need to have your girl chat? So I'm a firm believer of always you know, making time for your girlfriends, taking the time out and hanging out with them still, maybe putting aside a day a week. If it's just girl chat, you FaceTime or, you know, it, I get it. We get freaking busy in life, but it's so important to also have friends in life as well. So I guess my final advice for this on how to make friends as you get older is to find a similar interest. Maybe go by yourself and you might meet someone there. Or go on a random hike one day, sit at a bar by yourself, meet that girl in the bathroom and follow up with her. Not just when you're in the bathroom with each other, switching numbers and then never hearing from each other again. If that girl tells you you're beautiful, you believe that. And you're both beautiful girls and you two beautiful girls go hang out one day. I also think that at work, like when I'm working, I meet a ton of friends and maybe again, I don't hang out with them right away, but I definitely have made a good portion of my friends while working. Also, I know that there's Facebook groups out there where people will post on Facebook like, hey, anyone in Los Angeles want to go to a, on a hike this week at Runyon Canyon at dot, dot, dot. And that's a great way to meet friends, too. I've never gone to one of those, but I have gone to, I think it was like a yoga meetup when I very first moved here. Also, meetup. Meetup might be a great place to meet people. I stopped using meetups just because they were um, a little tricky for me. I would go there and they just wouldn't be my vibe or vice versa, which is totally okay as well. You don't need to become best friends with everyone you meet, obviously. If something's not your vibe, go out and try it again. But you got to put yourself out there, which is very hard, and I get that. But you got to do it sometimes, right? We got to put ourselves out there if we want to try to make new friends and hopefully keep those friends forever. All right. I hope this helped y'all. If it didn't, I'm so sorry, but I tried. <laughs> Please tune in to next week's episode and remember to message me on Instagram or vote in my polls on what you want to hear about. My Instagram's Jessica Lee Younger. Please feel free to share my podcast, subscribe, and see you all next week.